Hello, this is the Sensitive Matters Podcast, a podcast bringing empaths, perceptive people, creatives, unique projects, and sensitive matters into the spotlight. Join us for meaningful conversations that inspire and have the power to gently create awareness around sensitive and important matters such as mental health, conscious consumerism, sexuality, spirituality, ethical business, and much more. I am Christina Zipperlin, founder of the ethical jewelry brand Ananda Soul. I'm a highly sensitive human who values community, creative and spiritual exploration, and ways to make a positive impact. I'm also a psychology student and mental health and LGBTQIA advocate. We're tuning in from the magical island of Bali, where I've lived for over 12 years and is the home of my jewelry company that strengthens and gives back to the local community. Thank you for joining us for these conversations as we, together, explore sensitive matters. And now, enjoy the episode. I am super excited to be speaking with Andriani Marshananda today, better known as Marsha. Marsha is an actress with having acted in over 20 movies. She is a singer and songwriter here in Indonesia. And she's got an impressive 5.4 million followers on Instagram, where she utilizes her platform as a passionate advocate for spiritual and mental well-being. Marsha is 31 years old and has an 8-year-old daughter named Sienna. Marsha has experienced an unbelievable journey around mental health that inspired us for this conversation today. Marsha, it is so lovely to have you here and to share your journey. Thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. So before we jump in, I would love for us to take a moment and just ground and drop into a tiny meditation that I would love to guide us through. So for all listeners, if you are in a space where you can close your eyes, please go ahead. If not, then you can keep your eyes open and just bring your attention inwards. And just take a deep breath. And wash off whatever glitchiness, techie bits. Leaving anything behind. That doesn't want to be here right now. Interesting, what will come through is exactly what needs to come through right this moment, right this time together. I'm feeling the sensations in the body. Bringing the awareness to the hip bones. Sit bones, thighs, feeling the surface underneath. And just surrendering, letting be. And taking another deep breath, expanding the belly, the chest. And exhale. 
And then joining me in the space. Mm. Welcome. Hi. <laughs> oh, I feel like um, somehow I'm attracted to Ananda, your whole, the energy around you, around your brand, around your product, and just you as a soul is just, I can feel your warmth, mm. your groundedness, your presence is just so, I love it. I love it. So I feel great to connect with you and have this conversation today. Mm, thank you. Actually, I just turned uh, 32. Just, oh my God. Yes, oh. it was your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Leo, huh? <laughs> so let's let's drop in a little bit. Um I'm curious in terms of like I I wanna I wanna speak about where you are today um and what you're creating. But let's start with kind of zooming back a little bit when you were little, like when you grew up, you grew up in the limelight, right? Um like pretty early on. You were I think five years old when you yeah. And it entered the entertainment industry. Can you share a little bit how that mm -hmm. impacted you growing up? Um, what was it like to be famous as such a little girl? Oh, I feel at first it was, uh, it happened, it all happened very, very, uh, I don't know how to call it, but it's, it felt like it's meant to be. Because other than being at school, because during all my work, since I was a little girl, I never skipped school. So I continued school until it's, uh, I graduated. Uh, and then, um, but I love it to work more than anything. I love being surrounded with the people at my, you know, at the studio, at the shooting location. I feel connected with so many different kinds of people who are, I don't know, mostly they're usually older than me. But I feel like I belong there, you know, like, um, so, but I never see it as something glamorous or, you know, like I'm popular, whatever that, that kind of how the way I see it, I never see it like that. I just see it as something that I really love to do. I love to connect with people. I love to be in front of the camera. Uh, I love to share what I'm passionate uh what I, what I do passionately so yeah it's been a blessing but mm -hmm. there are a lot of challenges as well that comes with this uh path that I took you know so it's the life that I love with a lot of uh, ups and downs mm -hmm. a lot of challenges a lot of yeah. uh, sacrifices but also blessings would you be okay to share a bit more about the challenges like something that well, maybe the most obvious thing is everything that I have, I experience, I do in my life, I cannot keep it just for myself. It's going to be uh, sooner or later is going to be eventually published like in the media or like I'm going to have to share it with everyone uh, by the, through the media. So I cannot keep things private. Although I can, only very little amount of information in my life I keep private, but mostly yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna go out there. But I think it's the risk. But yeah, it's a risk of this pro profession that I do. But at the same time, I see it as an opportunity to share with people who I authentically am, 
share my struggles because I see a lot of, you know, uh, celebrities or public figures who they feel like they have to show only their greatness, their achievements, their perfection and everything else that's good. But I think being in this position challenged me to what I want to see myself show the dark sides of my journey as well. So when I'm achieving what's greater or when I'm being, when I'm on my, you know, like achieving the great things, I can inspire people and then people can still relate to me. And when I empower others, they know that I'm talking from real struggle, real experience that they themselves saw in my past. Right. It feels like, you know, like when people give you an advice, anything else, you don't know what's going on. You don't know. You, you never went, been through like what I, what I went through, but they see me struggle. Like, so they can feel like, oh, if she can do it, then I can do it. I want to help people in that way. I want to empower that. Just so powerful and, and a bit rare as well, right? Because you're saying every, everything about your personal life will eventually come out into the, into the world, whether that's the, the good or the bad. And I, like, if I just imagine that for myself, I'd be like, oh my God, I want to make sure that only the good stuff comes out and I would hide anything that's a little bit dark right and and that kind of creates this image of celebrities that are like they're perfect their life is perfect they're always happy and so then when i see that i'm like clearly there's something wrong with me because you know i'm not always happy how do these people do it and it it, it shifts like it, it messes with people's minds as well right and so um yeah first of all thank you for doing that and having the courage because i could imagine It takes a lot of courage, um, which which brings me a little bit to like a, a tipping point that, that I'm aware of that, that happened at one point in your career, right? You were successful, you were young, and then um, you were diagnosed with mental illness. And, and that was public as well. And at first, the, the reaction wasn't that positive, right? No. Um, would you feel comfortable to to share that story a bit with us? And um, yeah, what you what you learned from this experience, like how how you dealt with it, and um, and also the the stigma that that comes with mental illness. You know, I I know back when it happened, it probably was even worse than it is now. Yeah, how people respond. So uh, it's amazing that uh, I can see today. Currently, like a lot of people are more aware about mental health issues, about mental illness, bipolar disorder and other kinds of mental illness. Uh, and I am really grateful to be a part of, uh, I don't know what to call it. I don't know. I feel like uh, it takes a lot of courage for me to open up like in the, the year, I think 2010, around 2010 open up publicly about my diagnosis of bipolar disorder. But uh, after the long term, people are saying thank you to me for opening up about that because it opens up a lot of uh, many eyes, many hearts and awareness that other people, that everyone in the world has issues. Not everybody's, everybody's, nobody's perfect. Nobody's Everyone struggles mentally. So, but during the very first, 
period of time where I opened up about it, oh my goodness, it was so... Uh, people are like, if you can Google, if you Google my name, Marshanda, you know, there are like the, on the if you type Marshanda, the second line would be suggestions by Google, right? So the second line would, that would come during that year was Marshanda. And the next word was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that is like the top Oof. keyword that people would search. Wow. <laughs> so it gives me chills. <laughs> Seriously, I was labeled as uh, stressed out, crazy, lost, and mm-hmm. every other thing, you know. Right. So it was huge. What happened, what happened exactly for people to label you with, with those words? Uh, because um, there were several things that happened between different times. So um, at first, Maybe one of the biggest things that I did was I opened up, I, I, I announced publicly that I have bipolar disorder. But before that, I was, um, I think it was the year 2009, I published several videos, which was not a popular thing to do back then. You know, like people don't usually publish their personal videos onto YouTube and there were no TikToks, there were mm-hmm. no Instagram. And then I felt like at, at one point at that time, I see, I can see that people saw me as this perfect, in this perfect image, you know, happy. She has no problems in her life and I just don't like it. I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted people to know that I have a lot of struggles too. I'm not perfect. And I have this urge, I have this need to show my vulnerability, which I, I at that time, I didn't care whether people will understand or not. But one thing I know for sure that there are some people who need it, who needed to see this side of me. I don't know how, I don't know who tells me that. I just, I was just sure of it, you know? So I uploaded a video where I cried and I've, at that time I was dealing with uh, my childhood traumas and past wounds, unresolved, unfinished issues from uh, that, that was rooted in, uh, from my parents. And during that time, I just wanted to cry in front of the camera for my laptop and play this song by Christina Aguilera called Hurt. Mm. And then I cried. And then I meant I want to send that lyrics, the lyrics of the song for my parents without mentioning it, that that's what I meant. And then I cried. And then I said the word Papa, Mama, that's it. And then... Mm -hmm. There were several other videos, but the other videos were just me dancing, having fun with my friends. But I published those videos at the same time, like during the same day, all at once. So people were like confused, like what, what's going on? Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember like what was going on and you had like, would there be a phrase where you, when you hit publish, like I just what was your internal it. voice? You're like, I don't care. Share this because first the, about the crying video, I just felt like I never, I didn't have any doubt, zero doubt to do it because I feel like, yeah, like what it told you. I feel like there are some people who needed to see this too. Yeah. And about the dancing video and the having fun videos, I just saw that like me expressing my, me having fun with my friends. So mm-hmm. I just published and people like, whoa, she is, she has huge problem she's mm. some, there's something really wrong with her and then um yeah and the few years after that i was diagnosed with bipolar disorder and then i opened up publicly about that 
So um, since then, I've been learning a lot for myself about uh, mental health, psychology, neuroscience, personal growth, spiritual healing, and I, uh, I apply them to myself. I exercise them for myself. So I share, I mean, I experience a lot of growth, which are not always an easy ride. I'm sure you know yeah. about that. <laughs> yep. I have my own journey. In yes. The same yeah. So. Yeah, so I share many, many insights mm-hmm. and experiences that I have with people that who follow me on Instagram, through the media, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been, I don't know, maybe in one word, I want to, I would call it like authentic. It's just authentic. It's not yeah. perfect, but it's real. Yeah, but it's real. Mm-hmm. What are some of your your personal like? routines practices strategies because you just mentioned that you've you're studying a lot into it so how do you apply it well i there are several things i study every day i i Mm. either watch documentaries i uh, watch uh, i study online courses about uh, personal growth spirituality uh, emotions healing alternative healing meditation i also uh, i play sound bath solfeggio music mm-hmm. at my house and i play it throughout all the rooms in my house like wow uh, yeah so there's one speaker in each room and they would play all the same sound bad like crystal singing bowl music to just cleanse the energy around me and myself mm-hmm. i also like to journal mm-hmm. And then um, I also uh, took a hypnotherapy diploma in 2013. Mm-hmm. Also learned basic counseling um, practices. So I'm very interested in this area, you know. So yeah. it's just my passion, yeah. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Because it's so, it's so important. It's often little things, right? You're saying I journal a lot. And it's not like these complicated things. It's like picking up pen and paper and just kind of getting it all out so mm. it's been very helpful to journal yeah very mm. yeah. yeah and then sound i can relate to that as well it's yeah just it's just influencing. it's real like, yeah and then when i show that to my mother the sound healing she told me so there's this um 174 hertz it it the the function of it is to heal pain so my mom usually has problems in her joints, like on her mm-hmm. knees, knee joints. And then she would listen to that music. And she told me like, oh my God, I can feel the pain literally diminish, like disappear. And I didn't know it would be that impactful for other people, especially for my mom, who was at first a little skeptical about these whole meditation, woo-woo thing, you know. Right. But she's now totally into this. <laughs> She's like practicing that all day and she's listening every day to, you know, sound bath and meditation. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's funny with those woo woo things. I, I have a similar family. And so then, and I'm like, so I started doing this thing, but it helps. So um, let's dive a little bit into, into body positivity. Just uh, like, I just wanted to share a little bit from, from my own journey. Cause thank you for sharing so vulnerably. Um, like I, I have a pretty extensive 
history of mental illness as well. Mm-hmm. Mine was more expressed in food, and um, like I was anorexic for a long time in my teenage years, and so it was it was similar of just finding my own way of like how can I figure out how to actually want to be in this body and want mm-hmm. to be in this world, and it is what then inspired me to to study into psychology and to experiment with all these different practices. And um, so that word body positivity is just, it's really big for me personally. And that is what I've woven in and through the brand, right? That's why, why it's quite palpable because it's all these messages that um, I need to hear for myself. And then I've noticed a lot of people in the world, it resonates with them as well. And I know that it's that body positivity piece. I know you're quite passionate about that as well. Um, what would you say are some of the the biggest challenges you've had to overcome in, in that area? And what are some of the lessons? Um, and what does it mean to you in general, like body positivity? Right. So there's a lot of... Um easy criticism that people would just mention to just anyone mostly women from women to other women even from men to women you know like are you uh gaining weight have you been gaining weight are you like why are you so thin you know everything's just can be wrong (laughs) whether you're you're gaining too much weight whatever that is so for me uh, it's been I see it as a huge pressure. I don't know. Maybe it's the entertainment industry. Maybe it's the whole world in any kinds of industry out there. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. But yeah, there's a huge pressure for women to just stay stay in shape. Mm-hmm. With, you know, at the same time, ignoring whether she's taking care of her health properly or not. It's like yeah. that part is ignored. You just have to be thin. You just have to have small sizes in some parts of your body and big sizes in other parts of your body. You know what I mean, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Oh, my God. And then um, for me, myself, because I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, so I have to take some psychiatric meds regularly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even until today, I take small uh, dosages of uh, several meds. So these meds, they have uh, the side effects is one of them is to gain for me to gain weight, slower Mm -hmm. metabolism and for me to Mm -hmm. have more cravings, food cravings. So I have to deal with that. And at the same time, for me to do TV series, you know, like performing, there are pressure. There's pressure for me to be thin. So I have been in the past taking um, during daytime appetite suppressant pill prescribed right. by doctor wow but because yeah. i have this yeah but i've decided to stop them just very recently because it's mm-hmm. really not healthy why because for me uh, my bipolar meds would cause the appetite suppressant pill to not work so right. i have to d- double the dose right so you have these so medications it, that are working against each other huh? yeah yeah and it would cause for me to feel like fast heartbeats and then anxiety mm-hmm. so it's actually not healthy but i've been trying to just just handle this just deal with this you have to be thin oh my god i can't believe i said this but it's true that's what i experienced but then like a month ago i uh i i took a dna dna test mm-hmm. and i took a whole body checkup like hormone tests and then heavy metal toxicity tests i just want to know my the, the health of my body and i just 
felt like I want to enter this new chapter of taking care of myself, my body in a different way, in a more healthy way. So when I met my nutritionist, my doctor, uh, she said, you need to stop the appetite suppressant pill. I'm serious. This is not good for your heart health. This is not good for you. So during that time, I decided that, okay, I'm going to stop, but I'm going to take this opportunity to announce, to make a campaign for body positivity. Because mm-hmm. I know after I stop the appetite suppressant pill, I will be, I'll gain weight. That's just yeah. like a withdrawal, like a rebound effect, you know, mm-hmm. stopping. So I, I want to deal with that positively. I'm sure yeah. I'm going to feel insecure with this, you know, with yeah. my bloated tummy and my, you know, my arm that, that gets bigger and stuff like that. But I want to just show, uh, especially for women out there to be okay. What matters mm-hmm. is you eating healthy food, doing exercise, sleeping enough every day. And mm-hmm. that's what people should focus more on rather than right. the size and the looks of, you yeah. know. Yeah, and the, and the body's messages, right? It's like if, the, if there's appetite, clearly the organs, the, the body itself needs nutrition and energy. And then we're taking stuff to like suppress that. And it's like, such a mixed message and then we're we're meant to perform mm-hmm. right Be charismatic and energized and always happy and, and you're like how how that's actually not physically possible than dealing with brain chemistry on top um you mentioned a campaign that you're that you've created out of that i'd love to hear a little bit more about that like, was it what is it called and well, uh, I published this video on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel, uh, the name of my YouTube channel is Marshed. And mm-hmm. the episode uh, was called, I, My Body is Perfect and I Love It. Mm-hmm. So the campaign is, uh, I'm, I mentioned a lot about how, like what I said before, like people focus more on the size, on how you look, on how uh, thin you are. But what we should prioritize more than those things is uh, is this person taking good care of her health? That's it. That that's the most important thing that we should focus more on. So, I even mentioned like I had I have a friend a girl a friend who is a woman, and I remember her in the past like few years ago. She told me that, oh my god, I have bloated tummy. Is like all over. Is like getting going out of my pants. Like I'm so disgusted by my tummy. Mm. She said, "We're disgust." Mm-hmm. And that's like, oh my God, that's a huge, deep self-hatred, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like, oh my God, I don't want to do that to myself. I want to grow from this self-limiting, hateful comments that we give to ourselves. So through that campaign, I'm not just spreading message to, to people out there, but it's actually the very first and foremost is for me to tackle my own insecurities, for me to start this new change of seeing my body, accepting myself and being healthy. It's so I, I'm I'm like cheering inside because those topics <laughs> that you just mentioned, I am so familiar with. Um, I remember doing an I was in a workshop, I think, with my partner, and we had to name um, the emotions that we're most afraid of. And my top one was disgust. Because oh. having such a big history of like hating my body, like the sensation of being disgusted by my body is so familiar to me. And I think there are so, so many people out there and we get these messages, right? Like 
like we, we zero in on these areas of the body, like you just said, arms or belly. And then we actually call a part of our own body that is like getting us to do all these things disgusting. And it's, it's such an insult on so many levels, but we hear it, our cells hear it and our mind hears it. And, and, um, so, oh, I'm so grateful, you know, that there, that there's somebody else out there. And I know, thank God, there's more and more people who are speaking up about it openly, who are creating campaigns, who are showing images of normalizing a variety of different body shapes, right? Like, it's yeah. like, it, there's one particular type of body shape that is advertised and it is absolutely impossible for everybody to have that. Yeah. So are you... Are you seeing any shifts? Like, how are you seeing the theme of body image, body positivity changing? Are you noticing um, anything in the media? Is there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, lately, uh, in the past few months, or maybe in, in the past five, six months, there's mm-hmm. a lot of people are voicing this out, like speaking up about mm. uh, normalizing human body. Yes. <laughs> human body shapes and however they would look like and to accept that to embrace that to not give judgments on however Mm -hmm. that looks like and it's wonderful it's very empowering Mm -hmm. so i'm very proud of this progress in the media and how many people are being empowered but because of it Mm -hmm. so it's beautiful you know like uh the new uh i i know that the new victoria secret models are like they have uh, plus size models and, you know, mm-hmm. this uh, the new series of Gossip Girl there. I don't know, these, all these movements, it's amazing. So the world is heading to a better level of consciousness, which is mm-hmm. healthy. Slowly, slowly so but surely. Huh? Yeah, yeah. It resonates so deeply mm-hmm. with like the, the, you know, the work that I've been doing with Ananda and the unfolding of it as well. You know, I started off over... 11 years ago now and and for me it was like yes i want to i want to share messages of body positivity but it was any consultants that i had they'd be like well but you can't be too much out of the box because you're too small of a brand like you need to like create kind of in the area where people will still click on things and where people will still recognize and i had to like peel those layers away of getting to a point of you know what i don't care because it's messing with my mind like when i whenever i get ready for like putting on a new photo shoot and and designing a new collection and i start thinking about who do i want to work with as models to represent our brand ever since i started working with this wide variety of women you know, from I recently mm-hmm. shot with a dear friend who's 74, mm-hmm. who is one of the most beautiful women I know. She's had an incredible life. Um, and I've noticed for myself as the designer and as the creator who's like on the back end, the way I look at our images now, it's it's shifting how I feel about aging mm-hmm. because it's simply just seeing images where you're like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Like for us to be able to see beauty in something that is not the norm, it actually I'm noticing I need to I need to like work on my on my own thoughts and my own mind of seeing it and seeing it as beautiful. And so thank you for for doing the work because um that's kind of been my mission as well. Like Ananda Soul. I don't know if, if you know, but the, the meaning Ananda is like contentment deep inside the soul. So it's like, it's that what we can access 
what every body can access, right? You do not need to look a certain way. You don't do not need to have a certain age um, to be able to access that kind of contentment. But it is very challenging to have that level of contentment when we don't nourish our bodies or when we when we cannot be our full selves. And um, mm. so I'd, I'd love to I'd love to hear like um, how. Just like your your experience with Ananda, like our, our pieces and when you came across it, just um, what stood out for you and what made you you reach out and be like, hey, I love what you guys are doing, which, by the way, thank you. It like made my day. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, first I saw Ananda Soul's ad on my Instagram timeline. And then I at first I was like, oh, my gosh, this is beautiful. And I just... You know, you can just sense an energy of something, even though it's just a photo on your phone, but the energy gets to you, like it, it's being transmitted. So, you know, and I, I'm, I'm quite sensitive about that. So that's why I open up the ad. I look at your profile and then I look at your products, your necklaces and everything else. And they're very beautiful. And then the first time we connected, we talked to each other through direct message on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. And then uh, the moment I got your package arrived at my house and then I opened it, I felt the sacredness, that's the right word, the Mm. sacred cleansing, cleansed energy from -hmm. your pieces. I'm wearing one of them right now. Mm. The Angel Whispers necklace is a design super dear to my heart. It kind of stands for exactly that the the whispers of our angels that are around us and the different components of the necklace is um the the rose quartz stone which is the stone of the heart it's very nourishing i always say it's almost like a a big motherly embrace and there's there's something in our heart that happens where we can sink into the knowing that we're supported that we're held and what I find, what happens when I when I feel held in that way, when I can, when my system relaxes, I can suddenly hear my intuition, hear my angels and guides and the little whispers so much better and understand them so much better. So that is my intention with this piece for whoever wears it to be in touch with their angels' whispers, with their softening of the heart that they feel held and yeah that they hear their intuition yeah so i feel like it's not just about uh from i mean you as the designer the the creator the founder of ananda it's not just about producing or uh, making something and then selling them to people but you have a different value you have an added value you have integrity you put a lot of love into what you're making and that's what will create a real change and you will be connected to the right people you are, you will attract the people who are in the same frequency as you so that totally aligns with my values mm-hmm. that's why i love working together with you so it's been wonderful yeah mm, thank you <laughs> do you have a favorite piece is it all of the all of your thing is my favorite <laughs> I have no like one favorite because all of them are beautiful. I can't choose. I love it. And I wear them every day. 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so touched. It's, it's a, you know, as an artist and when you have a certain vision, there, there's, and I, I know you, you'll understand that as, as an artist and creator as well. You have a vision. You think you're going to put that out in the world, but you never know how it's received. You never know if people will actually feel what you're, what you're sending out there. So thank you. <laughs> Amazing. Um, I'd love to chat a little bit more about, about the now, like what's, what's happening for you these days. I know we're globally in a, in a, rather challenging time um i'm wondering like this this last year and a half how has your work changed have you been influenced in any way um what's what's happening for you at the moment well um before this whole pandemic started i was shooting a movie but then we had to stop we only have like two days left to shoot mm. but we had to do it with a thousand, literally a thousand people on the road. It was like um, like a demonstration scene, me and another a thousand people. And, you know, uh, in Jakarta, there's this uh, Monas area in Jakarta, mm-hmm. central Jakarta. So I have to do it yeah. there, which is, which is impossible to shoot right now during this kind of situation. So we had to hold, put a hold on that. And then... Um, well, what I've been doing is uh, I've just been focusing on my YouTube channel, been doing a lot of IG live, been sharing a lot about uh, mental health, um, you know, educations, insights. Yeah. And yeah, I've compared to the years before, I've been having more day offs, which I love. So <laughs> I don't know. I just surrender to the situation. Yeah. I, I'm not like trying to um i don't hold grudge on this situation where i have to stay home every day i just try to embrace it and just meditate study do things that i love i love making uh, my own soap my my Mm. body lotion body scrub and all these recipes that i found on the internet and i just do a lot of hobbies either that you know well as, as you're speaking because uh, when we when we were chatting earlier you're like i'm an introvert and i'm like okay i can i can see how you're <laughs> you're not having the hardest time like i'm always like you know when people are like this is so hard for me to have to stay home this much and i'm like i'm secretly a little bit happy because it's all like you know we can create art projects and and um Be doing our- the whole Space and exactly. Be with our loved ones, and I know there's a lot of challenges that people are going through. But yeah. I also know that for introverts, it's a little bit easier than for others to I think so. To yeah, tackle I think so. these challenges. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious as we're speaking about like introverts and um, would you say you're you're a sensitive person, like you know, in the sense of being an empath? Being a, I don't know if you're familiar with the label HSP, highly sensitive person. Yeah. So I came across this uh, HSP book by uh, Aaron Elaine Elaine Aaron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I I I learned about it I think two years ago, and I feel like I can totally relate to that with that and resonate. So I feel like I'm highly sensitive. I am easily overstimulated with 
loud loud noises and uh, I process things very deeply. I can feel what other people is feeling when they're around me. You know, this this traits of a sensitive person. So mm-hmm. when you told me that uh, your topic or your title for your podcast is Sensitive Matters, I was like, mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially in a, like how how do you cope in the entertainment industry with these sensitivities? Like, what are some of your some of your tricks to make it through? Because I personally, as I mentioned it earlier, like I'd be drowning. So my challenge is to manage time, allocate like like uh, have maybe two three hour block time every mm-hmm. day, spend it with myself. And to right. just do whatever I want to do, listen to music, and to just be in silence. So I would need that to recharge, right? Because whenever yeah. I'm surrounded with many people, it would drain me as an introvert, <laughs> as an HSP. <laughs> so you're picking uh, up on so many things. You're like, wait a second, <laughs> absorbing others, you know, vibes yeah. and energy and feelings. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot to take. So it's just about being disciplined yeah. for me to take time. Yeah. Uh, for myself like every single day like usually it, it, it's, it uh, I take breaks during daytime at 2 p.m 3 4 p.m mm-hmm. and just you know, yeah that, that what do you what do I'm in those doing. breaks just like switch off or do you have do you have any any habits well, or practices you do I would listen to sound bath like crystal right. or singing bowl music or just um, sit down and it, it, it needs to there's then there needs to be a transition like after Mm -hmm. being very active i cannot just you know just switch off right away right so Mm -hmm. maybe first i would just uh sit down still with the with uh having sunlight going through in my room from my window but then i would take the blinds down make the room darker so just be with it sit with whatever i want to feel right give the senses a a, a break yeah yeah. Mm. Oh, I can relate. <laughs> do you do you feel that um there could be a strength in in that sensitivity? And if so, how does that show in your life? Mm-hmm. Definitely, because um sensitive people notice more uh things and information, mo- notice more details compared to uh, those who are less sensitive. So if we can manage our energy, our emotion, that would become a strength and it would uh, amplify our creativity, especially being an artist, right? So mm-hmm. that would help a lot. And I think that sensitive people is blessed in a way we can, in a way that we can process emotions more fluidly, you know, like for mm-hmm. people who are less sensitive, there's like some kind of a blockage in their right. heart, their yeah, in their body. So yeah. for them to release emotions, more more, right. it, would, it would be easier for them to repress or suppress feelings. Yeah, that's such a good point, right? We yeah. access feelings easily, easier. Yeah, it's like yeah. it is more intense because we're always feeling it, and then we constantly need to like, you know, release them. But then they don't bottle up. That's a really good point. Yeah, I like but, that. That's true, but for me, it was such a. I went. I I experienced a, a quite a rough journey because 
working in this industry industry since I was very young, I had to, I was being demanded by this profession to show up and show to everyone that I was, I'm okay all the time. Mm-hmm. So I had yeah. this tendency to bottle up feelings, but at the same yeah. time, I'm sensitive. It's so, harder for you to do that. Yeah. At times I would like have to remind myself, no, you just have to express it, release it in a safe, healthy way. So yeah, mm-hmm. very important. Mm-hmm. I'd love to hear a bit more about your journey as a mother mm-hmm. and um, and your daughter, if you feel comfortable to share. Yeah. She's eight, right? Yeah, she's eight. She's in third grade right now. Well, she's the sweetest girl. Her name is Sienna. Mm-hmm. And um, so I I got divorced uh, with my ex-husband in the year 2014. Okay. And then so we share time with uh, between me and my ex-husband uh, to take mm-hmm. care of my daughter. So mm-hmm. my daughter is staying with me every weekend. She's sleeping over at my house. But during the weekday, she's with my ex-husband and his uh, wife. But three of us, me, my ex-husband, and his wife, we are we have I what I can say the best relationship mm. compared to what happened in the past because we went through a rough journey, some rough journey the first year we got divorced, but after that things were improving. So we needed to be more mature, be with be at peace with one another for the sake of our daughter. Mm-hmm. But I have just the most amazing time being a mother. That's the one thing I love most mm-hmm. to do in my life because it, it makes me feel like I can handle. I can handle this. I am so very worthy. I am mm-hmm. so. I'm amazing. That makes me feel like I'm amazing. You know, being a mother. Yeah. it yeah. fulfills me very much. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you. Um, do, do you feel that she's a sensitive little one too, or is she like different in that way? I always find it fascinating because like my siblings, for example, they're quite different from me. And I'm always like, how does that work in the same family where somebody is kind of just solid and, and then there's these, these ones of us that. Yeah. My sister, she's, I don't, I don't think she, I'm way more sensitive than her, but my daughter, I think she's a very, very sensitive. Mm-hmm. she's highly sensitive she's very attuned she's very yeah. she knows you know mm-hmm. like yeah. what a blessing so, to have a mama then who who knows who knows what's up and has been on this journey huh <laughs> it's a blessing it's like a, it, it, it was yeah it, chal- it was a challenging at times but it's a blessing mm-hmm. amazing we're slowly going to come to the end and I'd love to hear what's currently happening for you. Like, what are you working on? What are you excited about for the future? Um, let us a little into your world of, of dreams, dreams <laughs> so, and creations. Yeah. Well, currently I've been doing, I'm, I'm doing a lot of motivational speaking, uh, of course, virtually <laughs> mm-hmm. through Zoom meetings, you know, like, uh, or webinars. And then um, I'm also very excited about my new progress in my health area in my life because I've been exercising more than I usually did and uh, that excites me so much. And then also there are uh, possibly several movie projects that I will do in the future, in the near future. And other than that, 
um, I'll still continue studying a lot of online courses about spirituality, mental well-being, health, mental health, and yeah, that's about it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Wait to, to see it all unfold. Yeah. Um, thank you. Such an honor to connect with you. Um, it's fun. Yeah, and I just wanted to share with everybody as well that we we have some special um, creations that you and I are putting out, um, some packages of, of product sets um, that will be available through you and through us, and, and we'll keep everybody posted on that. That's very, very exciting to start yes. this, this journey <laughs> of co-creation with you. It feels so aligned. So thank you, Marcia. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's an honor to to get to know you more and also to be able to share your your story and your journey. It's so unique. And it's, as I said before, but I just want to say it over and over, the courage you have is really admirable and, and um, unique. So thank you for doing that. And it shines. Like when I watch your videos and... And, um, you know, you are you are a thought leader in that way. How are you saying, oh, I put that out and people were like, oh, she's, you know, she's crazy. And now every person is on TikTok and doing all these crazy things. And you're like, really, people? Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. They just realize how fun it is to do it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> maybe she's not that crazy after all. Maybe she actually just knows how to have fun in life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Mm, okay, awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us for Sensitive Matters. If you haven't had a chance yet, please subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast from. And if you have a chance, please rate and review if you're listening via Apple Podcast, as it really helps more people discover the show to listen to these incredible conversations. This podcast is brought to you from Bali and made possible by my ethical jewelry company, Ananda Soul. You can check out our website and all of our ethically handmade jewelry at anandasoul.com. You'll also receive a $15 gift card on your first purchase when you subscribe to our newsletter, so make sure not to miss out on that as well. Thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to sharing more of Sensitive Matters with you.